Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, talks picking it up. Let's go. He never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even him starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist This is 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause why you was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames And I heard him with the crystal method, name of the game Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church I like bleach, man, why you had the stupidest verses? Dude, is the truth, now everybody giving them guest spots And stocks through the roof, I heard from with that guy 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will 5% pleasure, 50% And he's spitting fire in mice Got him out the dryer, he's hot Found him in Fort Minor with top But a f***ing nihilist porcupine He's a he's a the type Women wanna be within rappers Hope he gets eight years in the making Patiently waiting to blow Now the record with your notice Taking over the globe He's got a partner in crime This is equally dope You won't believe the kind of That comes out of this kid's throat He's not your everyday on the block He knows how to work with wood He's got making his way to the top He don't think it's a comment on his name People keep asking him was it Giving that birthday doesn't stand for an act But no, he's living proof To let him rock in the booth He'll get you buzzing quicker than a shot of vodka with juice No, I'm not worried about tailgating I can tell you that Now that's going to make people mad But I, I don't care I, we're, we're trying to do what's best for our team And what's best for the fans we're, we're trying to I would imagine tailgating If you're three hours before at 9 o'clock when it's maybe 80 something degrees versus 96 or 95 or whatever it would be if you started at noon I would think it'd be better for the fans. Trey we played five of our first eight games on the road and so when the heat came out there was a decision to make whether you're going to move it forward or move it backwards. Well moving it backwards if it starts at six or seven you're going to get the team home at 1 30 or 2 30 in the morning versus 7 30. We have we don't have a break till after week eight obviously you guys know we have a you know four games spread there on the road and five of our first eight. It just made no sense to me to move it back and get our kids back here at 1.32, 2.30 in the morning for a game where we could move it up. Tailgating should be cooler. The game should be cooler. And as you well know, if the game starts at 6, you're out there at 4 o'clock and it's it's 96 degrees out there for tailgaters, pregame, hog walk, all those things. I just thought it was a, the smartest thing for us. Once the heat became a, a factor to move it up, uh, for the safety of our kids and for for our fans. Wow, no more music. Uh, welcome into the zone. I didn't realize we had uh, yammered that long, but anyway, we welcome you in. Thanks for being with us today. Back in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio, Justin Acre, Westmore. Happy to have you. That is Sam Pittman on the move to noon. We found it out during the show yesterday around the 11 o'clock hour because Laura Rutledge had just sat down when it was announced. Thanks to Laura for hanging out with us yesterday. Had a good time with her. She did a nice job in front of the club and uh, returned home with her hog hat. And there are some Razorback fans that are a little bit out of shape. I just want to put this one to bed here in this first segment. I really don't want to talk about it again. The game's going to be played. Uh, the kickoff time I don't think is going to affect the outcome one iota. And for those of you who are upset about the tailgate, I'm sorry. Uh, frankly, the game should have never been announced at 3 o'clock in the first place. And we could have probably put a little bit of this outrage to bed. And right out of the gate. So, misstep, I think, initially to announce the game at 3. That was never a good idea, especially for a first game of the year when you have complete control of the kick time. And I hate it for people who want to tailgate for a couple more hours before the kickoff, but at the end of the day, 
you can party afterwards, hang out afterwards on the on the golf course if you want to. So, I remember when the schedule first came out and it was scheduled for three o'clock. We were all puzzled. It was like, why? Why, why do you have a three o'clock kickoff in the middle of the afternoon, early September, when you know it's going to be hot mm-hmm. and there's no TV. It's not like the TV SEC network or ESPN said, oh, this will be good for this slot. No, right. it's it's a stream game. You can play it whenever you want to. You can kick off at 8 o'clock if you want to. Right. And so, yeah, you're exactly right. It didn't make sense then, and it makes more sense now. I won't argue with Coach Pittman either, and I agree, to, you know, generally speaking, you don't, and I assume they're busing, it sounds like, if he mm-hmm. thinks they're not going to get home until one thirty or 2, because yeah. it's a 10-minute flight. But... Um, it's uh, It doesn't make a lot of sense for them. I get that part of it. And you don't want to put your kids behind the eight ball, but let's be real. I mean, these guys are staying up until 1 o'clock in the morning anyway. So they're going to drive home after the game, and they'll be up till 1. So they'll go out. These are kids. That's what they do. I don't go to. I don't stay up till 1. I didn't stay up till 1 in college very often either, but these guys do. I mean, that's what kids do these days. They stay up real late, and they sleep in, and that's what they'll do, and it'll be fine. Yeah, that would be my thought. Oh. Well, we'll get home at 8. That means we get to go out on Dixon Street Saturday night. Well, the, We're going to have fun. The other thing is, yeah, exactly. That Actually, if you'd started later, you'd probably get less of that. So you probably would keep your kids a little more rested <laughs> and a little more hydrated. But that's okay. Um, look, we're splitting hairs. Kent State the next week, again, preparation for the following opponent is not really an issue for me. So, you know, all this is just much ado about nothing at the end of the day. I hope people turn out. I hope it turns out to be great. I hope it sells a ton of tickets. And I hope that uh, Arkansas wins handily and then get a lot of guys in there. So It was funny yesterday. I ran into two different people that were griping about it. And I, finally, I just said, you know what? Don't go. They were like, well, I'm not going. I'm like, well, why does it matter to you? Right. You're not going anyway. If I'm not going, I love the game at noon. I do, too. You get up. You do whatever you need to do in the morning. Have a little breakfast or brunch. And they're kicking the game off. You don't have to wait till 3. If you're not doing it, if you're not going out there, if you're not tailgating, you should th- be thrilled about noon. Yeah. And then you get to watch games at three o'clock, right. six o'clock, nine o'clock. You get a full game, a full day of watching games. I mean, I'll watch the game because I can. But generally, like the Saturday games aren't even that intriguing. I'm really only looking forward to the Sunday game with Florida State and LSU. Yep, that'll be. A, or is that what's what's Monday? Is Monday's Clemson. Oh yeah, Clemson Duke. That's right. Yeah, which isn't as good a game. But the good oh. thing about the Sunday game is if I'm gonna. You know, have some beers with buddies. I get to sleep in on Monday because it's Labor mm-hmm. Day, so that's nice. By the way, don't come to work on Monday. We're not going to be here. Okay, thank you. Yeah, touchdown club next week. It's Tuesday. Peyton Manning. I was told initially we're going to be put in a bigger room and we'll have plenty of tickets for everyone. Well, that was before thirteen hundred people snatched up tickets almost immediately within a few hours. Five hours sold out. Peyton Manning. Thirteen hundred people at the State House next week. What they should have done. Far be it from me should have done is put it downstairs in the the larger area and you could have expanded as many rooms as you needed. So if you could sell 2,000 seats, sell 2,000 seats. Should have put it in Simmons Bank Arena. Could have done that. I mean, the cost couldn't be that much different, honestly. So anyway, David does a great job. This is a hard one to do on the fly, and you could never have anticipated, as much as you knew people were going to be excited about Peyton Manning, you could never have anticipated you were going to get 1,300 people sold. Probably could sell 1,500 or more. I can't tell you how many people have come out and asked me, hey, can you? And I'm like, no, I can't. I cannot help you. I cannot do anything for you on this one. So you I know, can help you. Go yeah. to the website and get the tickets as soon as they come available. Hit me up for Butch Jones seats. I got you covered. I can't help you on Peyton Manning. Sorry. Can't help anybody. I couldn't help my father. If he came down, he's like, hey, can you help me out on Peyton Manning? Sorry, Dad. You can listen to him on the on the show with me. You can sit over here in the booth. He can sit next to me while we're interviewing him, I guess. So, anyway, I will tell you this. His brother set the bar awfully high, so he's got some big shoes to fill when it comes to uh, impressing me on the broadcast. But he is very quick on his feet, and I think he'll be a great interview. David made a great point this morning. When you've got a guy that's got a career like that, you know, when you think about all the things he's done on the field, all the things he's done off the field, and now the success he's having, you know, with – like the quarterback production, mm-hmm. um, the stuff he's doing on Monday night, where do you even begin to scratch the surface? Growing up in a football family, I mean, you could talk to him about growing up you know, with Archie and Eli and Cooper and you know, that whole environment. I mean, there's so many things you could go into with him. It's hard to even start, right? I mean, he's like, that's like eating an elephant, right, with him? Yeah, you do a little piece at a time, but I love what he's doing now. I mean, I think we know about his growing up, the, the you know, being a Manning, playing it. T- we know that. We've heard that. I, I, I'm more curious about right now. What's life like to, with with him right now with these productions that are going on in Monday Night Football? 
you have a clue how successful this would be? Or it's kind of a, got a cult following, but it's growing, and and it's people love it. And that's not even counting on the an analysis side of things. Like, what do you think about the yeah. college football scene this year? What do you think about the NFL this yeah. year? How do you think Aaron Rodgers will do in his new location? Who do you like to be a threat that maybe we're not talking about? I mean, those are the kinds of things you can get into with him, too, in addition to talking about himself. So I think it's just going to be phenomenal. And, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to take on, but we're all excited about next week. So that and the fact we only have to work four days. So there you go. All right, we got more from Sam Pittman coming up that has nothing to do with the kickoff time or the weather or anything else because at the end of the day we're playing football on Saturday, and that's not going to make a hill of beans a difference once we get things going. Here's Sam Pittman. We were just talking about goals, expectations. Over-under on the season, 6.5 at Oakland. Uh, Josh, I thought, made an interesting point. You know, it's it's minus 155, meaning you got about 155 to 100 on Arkansas with the over at 6.5. So, I mean, I, I would like to see the line move to 7 and then make people guess on that and then maybe make it a little closer to even money on the wager. But regardless, we'll see if it moves because I think enough money will come in on the over where eventually they'll pop it up to 7, but we'll see. Anyway, what's Sam Pittman's goal in the season? And if he's being honest... How many wins do you think you have, Sam Pittman? That's the question. Now, he won't tell us that because he's got to think 12-0, but still. I want to play our best ball. Uh, you know, there's some things that are concerning. Uh, it's how we we played against non-logo schools. And I, I put us in that, too, whenever we start talking about the LSUs and the Alabamas and all that. We kind of – obviously, we love the Razorback. But, you know, the, the guys that, you know, are in the top ten every year in recruiting – so we haven't played well. We didn't play well against Missouri State last year, obviously Liberty. Even two years ago, Georgia Southern, I think they had us on the ropes out here until we woke up a little bit. Rice, excuse me, Rice, not Georgia Southern necessarily, but Rice. So that's a concern. Uh, we've talked a lot about we're not playing opponents. We're trying to play our best ball. And we've got to get back to that physicality and playing our hearts out every every week whomever we play goal wise if we could do that i think wins and losses will take care of itself because i do think we have a talented team i think you have a talented team too looking forward to seeing them play on saturday against western carolina mm-hmm. at noon um clint cock will join us at the bottom of this hour he tried to give us his prediction on the season last week but i, I shut him down and told him he had to wait till this week so maybe he's marinated on it i don't know if he's changed his tune or not but we'll get his thoughts on that brought to you by farm brothers flying service pat bradley in the second hour River City Flooring, sponsoring Pat's segments. Talk to him about what's going on with the uh, U.S. team in the, in, uh, the FIBA championships. And how about Austin Reeves yesterday? Played well. Yeah, he had 15, 5, and 6 in 17 minutes. Um, apparently, he's him and LeBron James are the only players to have 15, 5, and 5 in a FIBA championship or a FIBA game yep. since 1994. How about that? Which wow. seems very odd that somebody hasn't got 15, 5, and 5. That's not like an amazing stat line. No, that's true. But uh, but we'll talk to Pat about that. We've got some uh, sound they beat Greece yesterday. They did. Their coach was not particularly happy. I guess he didn't get any of the Antetokounmpo's on his he team. He did not, I don't believe. Uh, that's bad recruiting, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know how you don't get any of them. There's like eight of them. What are you doing? Anyway, Eli Craner is going to join us at 1145. Thanks to Jackalope Cycling. We get a book uh, recommendation from him. And in the 12 o'clock hour, Kelly Baskin to join us. The other day on Facebook, we put out... Um, Wes and I were coming back from Russellville. We were rounding up for McDonald's, uh, or at McDonald's for Ronald McDonald House, and we did a little Facebook Live, and we got over 120 comments from favorite memories from people um, from War Memorial Stadium. And Coach Conk's going to join us here in a little bit. He's got a got a rainy night memory from over there, coaching his team back in the day uh, against UAPB. So we're going to talk about that coming up in a little bit here. But, you know, there have been a lot of memorable football games but there have been a lot of memorable events that have happened there that have nothing to do with football, too. So got a lot of comments about concerts and things of that nature, too. So I'll be curious uh, to see what people come up with if we start heading that direction, which we'll but later. But Kelly Bass is going to come in, and he has uh, he's worked as a reporter, got a lot of background on this, and um, wanted to come up and chit-chat with us about that. So I was like, yeah, come on, let's, let's do it. So anyway, um, I was surprised, though. People were talking about block field goal against South Carolina and Lou Holtz to win. Uh, the game against Kentucky when Arkansas played Tim Couch and company mm-hmm. when Leach was there. And Leach, of course, talked about that was the loudest place he'd ever been. Um, some memorable Auburn games. You know, Quinn Sterner talked to us about, you know, playing Tennessee there in 97. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, the Miracle on Markham, Miracle on Markham 2. And I was thinking about trying to get somebody from Miracle on Markham or Miracle on Markham 2. And I was like, you know what? I wonder what London Crawford's doing. Then I remembered. We interviewed London Crawford last year. I had forgotten about that. So as they return to War Memorial, we'll certainly play the uh, the Miracle plays and get uh, get London's memories of that, which he still thinks about a lot today. It's a good way to end your career. If that's your last game, it's a pretty good way to go out, isn't it? Even though you didn't go to a bowl game after that, but still. It's the next best thing, I guess. Yep. Beat LSU, last second play. Yes. Last catch of your career. Pretty good. Mm. Plenty of entertainment news to get to a little bit later also. If you want to join us, 661-1037, Southern Structural Solutions text line. Same number, 501-661-1037, Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. Happy to have you on all those today. Take a break a little early here. We've got plenty to get into with Coach Conk because not only are we going to talk about season predictions, we've got to talk about this week's games. And so we'll get his uh, his feeling on it. We had a lot of debate with our morning producer, Josh Neighbors, too, about expectations for Arkansas, A&M, and LSU, among others. How good is Alabama going to be? Is Alabama going to return to glory? I mean, I think I feel like they're maybe as vulnerable as they've been in recent years. Have, have we asked as a question of the day, where does Arkansas finish in the SEC West? I don't think so. Mm-mm. What do you think people will pick? Third? Second? I think Fourth? the hope is third. What do you think people will say? What do you think our listeners will say? It's going to be Razorback color glasses. Yes, yeah, third. You third, think? I would mm-hmm. think. Okay. Uh, how did we come out yesterday? What was the level of uh, angst over... Oh, you weren't here. Level of angst over... It wasn't that high. Uh, you know, the morning show also did that question of the day today. Yep. And uh, I saw their results, and it was... Um, Pretty pretty similar. The level of angst over what time the game is going is what the question was about, too, by the way, in case you're not following along here. I didn't really finish my thought, but, um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I agree with you, Wes. I don't think um, there was a huge amount of uh, people flipping out here. I got it. Uh, 30% hate it. 52% don't care. And 18% said they love it. Okay. I, I loved it, but I'm in the minority, clearly. I didn't care. Over fifty percent don't care. That's good. Yeah. What did? The, how's the morning show trending? I think it was maybe a little less. Maybe uh, it's they've, it's had a little time to sink in, and it wasn't as you know, yeah, not as many people cared. Still a little raw because we got I got quite a few you know immediate reactions from people yesterday who were pretty bent out of shape about it. Frankly, I love it. Okay, uh, I'm not going to the game, but I like the game being at twelve and then it's over and I can you know watch another game or do something else. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Navy Mike is on. Let's get him in quick, and then we'll hit our break. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, Justin? Um, you know, Little Rock hasn't been kind uh, to the Razorbacks uh, for the past several years. It doesn't matter. Football, basketball. You know, I was there for the UL Monroe debacle. Uh, I was there when in the arena when Houston beat us. Um, but, you know, Sam Pittman actually has a stellar non-conference record. He's nine and one in non-conference games. Um, now his one that one loss is kind of his citadel uh, against Liberty. But you know, conversely, you want to go back, look back at a guy like Brett Bielema, and then you want to like, okay, so you want to say how bad he was? That's fine. But that man was eighteen and five in non-conference games. He won the games he was supposed to win. You know, again, out of conference. Uh, and if we're being real here, uh, Sam Pittman in the same amount of time at Arkansas, he only has one more win, one more total win than Brett Miller, Brett Beadler did in the same amount of time. So I don't know if this, if we consider him an upgrade, he needs to be one this year. And, and it starts with Western Carolina. You can't lose that game. Like I said, UL Monroe did it to a top 10 Arkansas team in 2011. I was there. Well, so, there's a significant you, difference you, you, between you, you, Ewell Monroe and Western Carolina, Mike, and you know that. Well, uh, what I'm saying is, like I said, Little Rock has been unforgiving to the Razorbacks for a while now in, in, in a couple sports. So get the job done, get them out of there, and who cares when it starts? It's 12 o'clock. Ewell Monroe started at 11. I was parking cars on the golf course then. So it doesn't matter. Like, like tailgaters are going to show up no matter what. Who cares? They, they just want to drink and party. Um, but get the job done. That's that's what you're going down there for. Do, do do your work and go home. You know, and that's all I got, guys. And y'all take care. 
I that was an accident. He didn't mean to ring I the bell. I definitely did not mean to no. ring the bell on that. There was no excuse for losing to Monroe, but that was a good Monroe team. No, a very good Monroe and team. And Colton Browning was a good quarterback. Very good quarterback. But still, no excuse for losing to him. You should not lose that game, and no. they're not. Western Carolina is not as good as that. No, they're not. They're, a, they're an average to below average FCS program. This is not the same thing. We were talking about an elite Sunbelt team that year with a, a really good quarterback. And there was an excuse. John L. John Smith. Smith. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Coaching matters. We'll talk to one on the other side. But I've been there, I can see it. nervous magician waiting in the Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. Sports Center. The Atlantic Coast Conference could make a decision on expansion in the next couple of days. This, according to ESPN, there is continued momentum towards the league adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. This is the fourth week in a row that there have been conversations in the ACC about making additions. Stanford and Cal would take a reduced fee to join the league, while SMU would forfeit the first seven years of television revenue to join the Atlantic Coast Conference. ACC presidents were scheduled to get on a call on Monday night. That did not happen, though, because of a shooting on the campus of North Carolina Chapel Hill. The ACC presidents hope to be on a meeting either Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Fresh off their summer lineup of convertible sports cars, for September, Saracen is giving away the king of luxury pickups, Toyota's new Tundra Capstone from Trotter Toyota. The Tundra Capstone is the ultimate in luxurious trucks, and it can be yours just for playing your favorite games at Saracen Casino Resort. Only 40 minutes from Little Rock, Saracen is Little Rock's closest place to play and win. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-FOXY-2-4700. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention all that messy cleaning up you won't have to do now. So for your next gathering, let the Butcher Shop Steakhouse do all the cooking on their huge charcoal grill. You know, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right back into your joints to restore and repair that damaged tissue without surgery. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a new alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, there's no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall moving around pain-free, doing the things that you love again, like walking, hiking, or even playing with those grandkids. Call QC Kinetics today for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 8440 501-222-8440 Come on, man. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Give us a call at 661-1037. Now, back to the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Don't call it a comeback. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. 
Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. All right, let's get into this FIBA World Cup. I mean, you've been watching hoops or what, coach? Uh, not at all. All right. Well, then I guess we'll start about football. That's a good good topic. I guess. Here we are. Welcome hey, back. Hey, great to see all you guys in person. Buddy, yeah. Great to be seen. Great to be seen. It Sorry you couldn't great. kick it with us last week. But. Hey, at my age, it is always good to be seen. No doubt. No doubt. So we're talking about the upcoming season here. We're going to get predictions and all the things. You were chopping at the bit to tell me what you thought about Arkansas. Yeah. We had a pretty uh, heated debate. We There was some uh, condescension going on between me and Wes and our uh, morning producer, Josh Neighbors, and some uh, disagreement and... Um, there's a lot of unknown, I feel like. This is the most unknown SEC West I can think of in recent history, where I feel like there's a lot of question marks with most of the teams. I mean, give me a team, and I'll give you a, I'll give you a question mark. I mean, Alabama's replacing a quarterback. Correct. LSU maybe has fewer than some others. They maybe have the best defensive player and one of the best quarterbacks. They've got, and, and we all like Brian Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, A and M with the, the new. A&M, they all have yeah, yeah they all yeah. have question marks. Yeah, so, and Arkansas, although we see the quarterback, the running back room, which I think is as deep as anybody in the country. Um, you know, you you've got a bunch of unknowns at receiver. Mm-hmm. You've got guys that are moving up, uh, come with great pedigree from Division Two and you know FCS, but haven't done it against SEC. You know, quality competition week in and week out. You got two new left tackles, so that's the offense. You got new coordinators on defense. You got new coordinators. On defense, yep. uh, and a collection of tremendous-looking athletes. And good look. I tell you, the MVP going into the season is the new strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. That guy thinks made a difference. And I mean, they they just they they look like dudes now. I mean, and they had some last year, but they look like dudes across the front, uh, particularly on defense. And they're deep there. But you've got unknowns at linebacker. Um, and two got, transfers there, though. Yeah, you got two transfers. But again. Not against Alabama and Georgia and LSU and you know some of those people. Uh, UCF though, I mean, yeah, in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, yeah, yep. So, but a collection of tremendous athletes in the back end, uh, a good-looking football team, but they hadn't all played together yet, mm-hmm. and that's the problem to me with NIL and the transfer portal. And I've had several discussions with current head college football coaches. Culture takes the back seat. Culture takes the back seat because you don't see a bunch of KJ Jeffersons anymore that'll come in in red shirt or you know whatever, and then they're four and five year guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of one and two year guys now, and so something has to give, and and that's the challenge I think for coaching staffs is creating the culture and the standard that you want day in and day out when people are looking and when people aren't looking in the off season mm-hmm. summertime, and uh, that's a huge challenge. So. Um, can Coach Pittman, can Lane Kiffin that have gone heavy in the transfer, can those guys pull together their football teams uh, to, 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 to create a good football team and not just a collection of individuals? We haven't talked about Enos either, so what, what, do you, what do you think of him the first time around, and what, do, what are your expectations this year now with KJ? Well, I think he's a really good football coach. I think he's a technician on the quarterback side. Um, he has an opportunity because all quarterbacks are still growing when they're in college. You know what I'm saying? They're still growing. They're developing. So he has a chance to really put a finishing touch on K.J. as far as his technical development, how he sees the field, preparation, those kind of things. Look no further than what he did at Maryland, though. It was at Maryland, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was the coordinator. I mean, mm-hmm. they put up big big numbers. And, I mean, they play good people week in and week out. And so uh, I think it's a great fit for him to come back. There's obviously a lot of um, familiarity with him. I think uh, Pittman and him were assistants together for a year or two, is that right? right? And then, Mm -hmm. of course, he goes off and does his thing at Maryland, which they put up huge numbers. So I think it's a great fit. Arkansas has seven guys from the portal starting in the two deep that came out yesterday, 14 in all in the two deep. Uh, So either they've hit on these guys or the team was in really bad shape. Well, I, I think when you're in Rome, you do like the Romans do, and, and everybody's going into the portal, and you, you have to play that game. And so uh, you they needed to upgrade certain positions. They knew that. They needed to get bigger and deeper in the defensive line. They had huge losses at linebacker, a lot of production there. They haven't solved the corner problem in 20 years uh, consistently, mm-hmm. you know, since Batman and Richardson, I guess, were running around back there, you know, really. And so they've been good players, don't get me wrong, but then you lose the young man from Clarendon during the offseason. So you really had to go hard in the portal back there, safety as well. So um, 
If you're wanting to upgrade your football team immediately and you feel the pressure to do that, then you have to go into the portal. And that's what they did. Three of those starters are in the secondary. That's right. That's right. Okay, so, so you've been in these games before, Coach, um, <clears throat> where you're walking into what is on paper a complete mismatch. Yep. More yep. pressure in those games than when you play Alabama, in my opinion. It doesn't matter where I coached. You always felt more. When I was at Louisiana Tech, we'd play Northwestern State. Huge game. It used to be the old state fair game when Terry Bradshaw on that. It was a huge game for the alumni. You felt more pressure to win that game than you did whoever you were playing the next week, mm-hmm. Nevada or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Um, you just got to take care of your business. You got to take care of your business. And so the players are sitting there going, okay, well, we've got BYU in two weeks and LSU, you know, and in, in they got month. Kent State next week. I'm well, sure they're looking right. ahead to no, that. No, they're not looking ahead to that. But, <laughs> but, um, you just want to see a clean, injury-free football game by the team that should win. And I think they're 35-point favorites. Go win by, you know, 35, 40 points. You're pretty old school. You probably did not tell your team, look, you guys are significantly better than these guys. We need to go out and execute. Did you ever have those conversations? I actually did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you'd be honest with your team. Look, we're a better football team, but now you've got to go out and do it. You know, and this is the first time, and Wes alluded to this, a bunch of new players on the team. Here's the standard of how we prepare on game week. Here's the standard of how we travel. These are the expectations, okay? And I don't care who we're playing, these won't change from week to week. So let's go down to Little Rock, bus, fly, hitch ride, whatever, and and, and, and let's go handle our business. But I felt more pressure uh, playing an inferior team because there's such expectation to dominate. Let's just say they do dominate. How much do you expect the starters to stay in there in order to get some reps, considering all the changes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's hugely important that they take care of business early, and sometime maybe in the third quarter, you see Chris Well at quarterback. You start seeing some of the down the line guys, your backups, because they will become very important as you get further down the schedule. So, mm-hmm. uh, if if Arkansas is in a dogfight in the fourth quarter, then it's not going as scripted. Right. All right, so let's talk about expectations for the season. We need to move on to some other schools, too. Yep. You tried to give it to me last week, so give it to me this week. What What do you anticipate for Arkansas with four non-conference games that are going to be heavily favored, favored to win, a brutal four-game stretch, and some toss-up games outside of that? You know, I travel around the state doing some different things, and, you know, people are throwing out nine wins and more and that kind of thing, and they count Missouri's that win. We're two and nine or two and eight or whatever it is against seven against Missouri. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are some fifty fifty games. Now you do have Missouri at home this year. Um I think seven and a half is realistic. Um I think if you have eight wins, it's a really good year more than that. And I'm talking about the regular season. Right. Um I mean, you've got LSU, you've got Alabama that's on the road, LSU on the road. Um, We've been debating A&M. You know, A&M. We don't know how good they're going to be, yeah, but if they're I mean, as good as they could be. They have recruited extremely well, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, and haven't had a ton of success in that game in, in Dallas. Is that right? I mean, not a ton of success. So, not, not lately. Not since yeah. Katrina left. Yeah. So um, Should be on a two-game winning streak. That's true. true. Okay, but, let me ask you this. So I'll say seven and a half. That mm. may not be wildly popular, but. No, I think that's great. I, I think that's I think that's about where you, where they are. Hey, Christian, how about for a question today? Today, if you, if I offered you eight and four right now, would you take it? And I don't know that a lot of fans would, but I think a lot of fans. I think I would, and I think plenty of fans would. But I mean, if you can go four and four in the SEC, you're a pretty good football team. I would say so. You're a pretty good football team. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you take eight and four today? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. With, with a chance to win a ninth game in a bowl game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But now seven would be frowned upon. I think, yeah. you know, as as under expectations. Yeah, if you win six, I would think most people would consider it a huge disappointment. Yeah. Um, so, I think seven and a half is a fair number. I think that's right. With, with their schedule. Mm-hmm. With their, yep. You know, with their road schedule in particular. Arkansas State opens against, speaking of a team with question marks, <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah. Top 25, yeah. largely because of the name on the yeah. on the jersey, probably. They yeah. struggled last year. I think most people expect them to be a little better this year, but how much better, I don't know. But everybody does. We don't know what to expect from Arkansas State either. Yeah, I mean, you know, year two, new coaching staff, the defense coordinator, Venerables, come over from Clemson. You got to think Oklahoma's going to be better. Now, is eight and four better? Nine and three? I don't know. But you would think the standard there is minimum of eight wins at Oklahoma. I mean, minimum eight wins uh, with the tradition of that program. ASU, new quarterback, a bunch of new faces. Wes and I, you were talking off air. I mean, 
Um, they've got to be feeling a little bit of the pinch up in Jonesboro. You know, attendance has been way down. They have they have spent a f- small fortune in, in upgrading facilities and coaches' salaries, you know, and all those kind of things. So um, I think they need to get, you know, to show some progress to the fans, four or five wins. I mean, five wins, really, but can they get that? It's a tough schedule. The Sun Belt, by the way, just got a whole lot tougher when you bring Marshall and, you know, some of those folks back into it now. So, um, yeah, it's a tough get right now in Jonesboro, I think. But, okay. you know, I think if, if if you win five games this year, that's tremendous progress. Of course, you, know, you open up at Oklahoma, that's that's a tough get right off the bat. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, you look through the schedule, it's finding five wins is tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, that's not a knock on them. You're right. Their nope. schedule's hard. Yep. Uh, UCA's got a very challenging schedule as well, and we were we've talked about this already. And Rex pointed this out at the Touchdown Club yesterday too. Yeah, three Arkansas teams opening their schedules All in Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yeah. this week, yeah, yeah. and then a whole bunch of uh, Division two games over there too this week. So, um, you know, UCA. Look, the sky's the limit as far as expectations go. When you look at the talent, it's certainly understandable with what they have returning nine on, nine on offense, nine on defense. You bring in an All American running back who's very versatile. Um, so, I mean, expectations are through the roof up there. And look, I'm not trying to pin anybody, you know, in a corner. But you know, I watched practice a week or so ago, and uh, and I told Coach Brown, I mean that that's as good a collection of athletes that I've seen. And I coached there 14 years. Coach Campbell had a nice run for four years. It, it's as good a collection of athletes. And again, you do have some transfer kids, but a lot of kids are homegrown or have been there for a couple of years now. So. How you mesh all those egos together, that running back room is really talented and really deep. I think you'll see more two-back sets. Uh, you may see Colin James a little bit more in the slot and, mm-hmm. and, and playing an H-back type position. They're going to be very, he's going to be a very versatile piece for them. But, I, you know, I, I put the number at uh, eight and a half in Conway. Mm-hmm. You know, um, of course, that's an 11-game schedule, so that's pretty dead gone yeah. high. And, uh, and I think Coach Brown would... He would embrace that. I yeah. mean, you know, he, he embraces that. That's the thing you love about Nathan. He's just so positive. But, hey, you got Oklahoma State <laughs> on the road, North Dakota State on the road, Southeast Missouri, a conference champion coming into your place, a very talented football team with a lot of pieces. Yeah, top ten. Yep. Eastern Kentucky, who has kind of had UCA's number the last, you know, three years or so. Mm-hmm. Tarleton State, who I think could be the sleeper as far as being a spoiler in that league. And then you finish the season at Austin P. who pretty good football team no doubt. so tough schedule for them but yeah. i think they can win eight or nine and, and maybe challenge for the conference championship i love that um yep. uapb obviously new coach and i'll tell you we were very impressed in our visit with him mm-hmm. and excited to see if he can get the lions back on track <clears throat> yeah coach hampton is an impressive guy and again he is in the formation stage year one of setting a standard setting expectations of how they go about their business on a day-to-day when people are looking and when people aren't looking so i don't know if it'll show up this year in the one loss column um, but I think you'll see a better football team. And then as you move forward, I think the foundation will be laid for them to maybe do some really nice things in the future. Mm-hmm. I think you got the right guy there, from what I understand. Yeah, no, we're big fans. Uh, how about the GAC? I mean, same old, same old, right? you got Harding and Washtenaw sitting there at the top of the, top of the heap. Yeah, I, you know, I listened to the piece with Eli last week as I was driving home or whatever, and uh, he obviously took offense. Eli, if you're listening, I understand. Hey, look, you know, I appreciate your uh, defense of your alma mater, and Washtaw has had a great run. My point, and I probably didn't articulate it correctly, was I think this year the GAC runs through Searcy, Arkansas, and Harding. I just think, you know, Washtaw goes to Harding later in the year. Uh, I just think that uh, – uh, them missing out on the playoffs last year with the tr- tradition they have there mm-hmm. with their home schedule. Uh, I just think Harding is the favorite. So, Eli, Eli, I've got a book I want you to review for me, so I don't want you to be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about early returns on high school, Coach? Yeah, it was great to get it started. Uh, as I mentioned last week, I had, uh, I've had i got five former players that I'm aware of. There may be more, but I think there's five. Uh, four of them played. They all won. So congratulations to my guys out there. I had opportunity to text with a lot of them. Quad Sanders, big win mm-hmm. at Bryant. Seems like the tradition continues there. Of course, yep. he was a big part of that. Um, I mentioned Conway going to Bentonville. Uh, that's a heck of a way to start uh, your tenure, mm-hmm. you know, for Buck James. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bentonville looked obviously on paper very impressive, blowing out somebody. Pretty good name mm-hmm. from Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah. yeah, so you got to go on the road. Uh, Bentonville has that one game under their belt. So all their jitters, their, you know, coaches got an opportunity to evaluate their team. Conway hasn't had that opportunity yet. So I think that's a tough, 
I think Conway still could get that game, but I think that's a tough, <laughs> yeah. tough one to start your career with. Certainly with high expectations for the Wampus Cats, you know. Um, Benville's got a SEC player in C.J. Brown, yeah, the wide right. receiver yeah, that committed so, to Arkansas. Uh, and last week, I think he had two or three touchdowns. He threw for a touchdown. Yeah. He's he's, he's explosive. A dude. He yeah, is. He's a dude. Yeah. Uh, last week, you know, Catholic, another nice win with North Little Rock. Um, that's two years in a row. You know, a Catholic lost a lot, but obviously they've got things. Well, they returned ten right starters on defense, and they shut down North Little Rock defensively. Yeah. The, the big thing is replacing Sam Sanders, the quarterback. quarterback and yeah. He was kind of the heart of that team that willed them to so many wins last year. They're going to miss him at some point, but uh, the the uh, yeah, Jackson England, the yeah. quarterback that stepped in, yeah. had a nice game against North Little Rock. I'll get a chance to see them. My youngest son who played quarterback at Catholic you know, 10, 12 years ago, uh, he's going to come in for homecoming so we'll catch that game with uh, El Dorado in a few weeks but uh, I was impressed with Catholic winning that game again that North Little Rock had a lot to play for and Catholic stepped up you know what are you doing on Friday nights nowadays I catch a football game every now and then um, certainly this year with Ryan Howard and Austin Emerson yeah. and Zach and all those guys um, you got to make more of an effort to get out and do that. Sometimes there's a college football game on. You know, I may stay home and watch that. But uh, well, Wes, if you mention this, I apologize. But one of your former players had alerted me, coach, to you know, obviously Lakeside's got a you know new coaching mm-hmm. staff, and they won yeah. over the weekend. Beat Lake Hamilton. Their First quarter- time in years. Their quarterback had a 300-200 game. I want to say or something insane like that. I have to go back and look at wow. it. Wow, it was something nuts. Did you see this? I knew he had over 300 yards passing, and they lit it, lit up Lake, Lake Hamilton. I got this in the middle of the day, so I know I wasn't drinking. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, A.J. Hermilio? Herm- uh, Hermosillo. Hermosillo. Jacob Hermosillo. 15 rushes, 205, 1 TD, 307 passing with three touchdowns. I'm going to go ahead and name him my player of the week. Wow. Nice. I didn't Dude. know he had the 200 yards rushing. That's ins- On 15 carries? Yeah. Sickening. And they played Lake Hamilton, right? Yes. Yeah. That was a huge... Uh, high school rivalry game. Yeah, rivalry they had beaten yeah. them in, well yeah. since they restarted playing. National, uh, national championship in FBS. Where are you leaning? You have a, you have a coach. This is the most toss up year I've ever I can remember. Like toss up SEC, toss up national championship race. I mean, I'm gonna throw a couple teams in it, and I know they they're gonna be better. Penn State and USC. Money wise, I love Penn State. USC will be better. They're going to be better. Even though you saw what they did week yeah, one? Did. Looked I like did. the same team from last year. They'll be there. Why is that? Because of Lincoln Riley. Year two, uh, he'll be there. They'll be there. I think it'll either be them or Washington. I think they beat Washington. I think they go undefeated. The question is, can they beat Utah? Well, Sam Rising's not playing. Is that his name? Cam Rising? Cam Rising, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Sam Cam. Did he not play? He's been injured. I didn't know that. Yeah, he may not play against Florida this week. Okay. That'll Uh, that'll change things. Yeah, so... What do you think about Florida? USC's my dark horse. Um, Year two, um, they're going to be around 500, I think. Okay. But I think they're going to be a better football team. And again, the SEC is so hard to show, you know, big improvement. It's just such a tough, dead-gum league week in and week out. So, um, yeah, I think they're about 500. I won't bring it up again, but we debated a lot yesterday about game times because they moved it. Uh, I wanted to come on the air and fake and pretend like they moved the game back to three today, but I said not to. <laughs> um, if you're picking a game time for a home game, what's your favorite start time? Today? Generally. Generally? Six or seven o'clock. Okay, you like an evening game? Yeah, so I grew up in South Louisiana. LSU played at 7.30. When I coached at McNeese, we played at 7.30. When I played at Nichols, we coached at Nichols, we played at 7.30. Even Louisiana Tech, we played at night. I am not a fan of 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock kickoffs, or even 3 o'clock kickoffs for that, for that matter. Um, but with that being said, this is an, an historic venue. I, I listened to what Rex Nelson said. And mm-hmm. having a, a child in the military and a daughter-in-law that was in the military, having this symbol uh, for our state, it's a memorial. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the largest statue in the, in the state, and it means something. And right. I didn't see the video yet, Wes. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it. But um, we need to honor you know, playing, playing in that stadium and playing that game. And, and I, think it's, I think it's important to the people of Central and South Arkansas that they play a game at least every year, every other year, regardless of the re- opponent, um, for, the, for the fans, number one, and then to honor those that have come before us 
um, by playing in that stadium. And I was blessed to have an opportunity to coach in that stadium two or three times. Once in a tornado, by the way. I remember that one. Yeah, I'm watching sheet metal. UAPB, that was not a fun day. I'm watching sheet metal go over the stadium, and I'm going, what are we doing here? The, the, bane, of, the bane of the broadcaster, coaches, players, fans' existence is the the weather delay. That's right. Nothing worse. There's nothing worse. But did, did do, you, you remember, do you remember the 10 going over the back of the south horrible. end zone? Yeah. I'm going, why are we out here, fellas? Right. What's, uh, you remember what your record is there? Undefeated. Okay. Yeah, I think That's we're 3-0. Three, three oh. That's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yep. All right, we've got to hit a timeout. We'll come back in a second. We'll wrap up the hour. You want to hang out? Yeah, sure. Cool. Clint Conklin, stay with us. We'll take a timeout. It's 1051 as we head in. I want to remind you that our friends at Guadney Chevrolet are ready for you. And I'll tell you what, I just stepped outside for a second. Man, this weather just puts you in the right frame of mind now. And if you're thinking about uh, a new vehicle, maybe you need something with a sunroof, uh, maybe a convertible, Guadney's the spot. Go over there and... Check them out right now. New Silverados and Equinox at 1.9%. They've got great financing options. Excellent rebates, too. $2,500 off a new Equinox. And you can save up to $9,000 on new Silverados, all at Guadney Chevrolet. Plus, they're still doing the deal where you bring in an old cell phone, and they'll give you 500 bucks on your down payment. Great trade values. Excellent service. Great, great service department, too. Uh, and they are open there six days a week, too, including Saturday morning. So if you need... A little work done on your vehicle, that's the spot, too. Great pre-owned selection as well. It's Guadagni Chevrolet. It's the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Go by and see our friends or online at GuadagniChevrolet.com. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Summer's coming to an end soon, and so will the great summer auto loan special from Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Hurry to take advantage of rates as low as 2.49%. 84 months financing and no payments for 90 days. Apply online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. You've been putting back a few. And a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. Looking for somewhere new downtown to hang out with all of your friends for football? Then there's only one place, and that's Little Rock's newest neighborhood sports bar, The Busker, on South Main. The Busker features an upscale bar menu with great beer, wine, and cocktail selections, as well as weekday happy hours from 4 till 7 and late nights from 10 till close. So watch all your favorite college and NFL games on the Sunday ticket this fall, where you won't miss a minute of the action on their big screen TVs. All this, including live music on the weekends, can only be found at The Busker on on South Main. Tune in to hear what the Head Hog has to say each Wednesday with the Sam Pittman Show. Brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer. You're back in the zone, live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network and online at 1037thebuzz.com. I want you to hold out the palm of your hand. 
left here. Clint Conk wrapping up his first segment. Again, thanks to Farm Brothers Flying Service, and we appreciate them. This is how many years now? Uh, three or four years, I believe. Three years. Uh, I'm going to hang out with Lance after this. Uh, they're cutting rice right now, so I'm going to go hang out with him and uh, have a combine experience. Is he getting horses running anywhere right now? Uh, they're all uh, getting prepared, I think. But he's got several that I we're going to get him on later, hopefully during football season and then before horse season. Um, I think he's got a couple that he's pretty excited about that are going to possibly run at Oakland this nice. year. Nice. Yeah, he's in the horse business deep. Let's put it like that. A <laughs> couple things here. Tony says, Sam could do no wrong until yesterday. Don't care what fans think, what he said. Wish Coach Pitt would see the Houston Nut playbook on playing in Little Rock. The game should be 6.30 or 7, and it would be a blowout. Instead, the game time is what Carolina would want. Don't like it, especially his attitude towards Little Rock will show. First game, and they, Arkansas coaching and staff and some of the team, don't want to be in Little Rock. It's going to be a slow start and a bad game. Tell you what I'd prefer, honestly. It'd be a Friday night. You can't really do it with high school. Or a Thursday. I, do, I always like a Thursday yeah, open. I Those do. are fun. Um, but you're again, you're going to impact tailgating. I get it. And for Little Rock fans, a lot of that has to do with the tailgating. Riverman says, La- uh, look at last week's Russellville game. Tracy Daniels broke two single-game records in yards and TDs. 288 yards rushing school record and four touchdowns. That's a good night. Yeah. Against Morlton. Yeah. Yeah. Big Rob. He was game. my player of the week last okay. night. Yeah. It's because you didn't see the kid from Lakeside. Honestly, I'll be honest. I did not know he ran for 200 yards. And I was trying to look that up to verify. <laughs> that guy it. had a career. Oh my gosh, that's an, and <laughs> that's we had insane. highlights. We were there, and it was yeah, a great game. Insane. They jumped out to a huge lead, and, and Lake, Hamilton Lake Hamilton scored like to, 21 yep. points in the fourth quarter to and had a chance. Mike says on Asher Record Life and feedback, still a ton of tickets available on third party sites like SeatGeek. Uh, if you're just going to tailgate, check prices and get your ticket. Seeing lines drop to six wins for Arkansas the last couple of days, and media outlets and even Twitter saying under six. I'd hammer that, Ooh, and oh, that yeah. will be a huge disappointment. Our uh, your buddy Navy Mike writes in: If Arkansas goes 500 in the SEC with KJ and Rocket, that will that will unilaterally have to be considered a failure with a third-year starting quarterback and a head coach that makes $6 million. No, because they're going to be underdogs in at least four of those games, Mike. You're going to be an underdog at Alabama. You're going to be an underdog at Ole Miss. You're going to be an underdog in a neutral side against A&M. You're going to be an underdog at LSU. You will possibly be an underdog, likely, at Florida or maybe a toss-up game just because it's a road game. You're probably a small underdog. Yeah, and then you're going to be favored in your home games. Let me tell you this. I, I didn't coach in the SEC. I did coach FBS for seven years. And we played SEC West teams and SEC East teams mm-hmm. during my tenure at Louisiana Tech. If you could win eight football games in the SEC with that schedule and your Arkansas and where you were three years ago, that's a heck of a year. And, and, and Mike has some good points there. But, man, look, that's a tough league, dude. I mean, how many national champions have come out of the SEC in the last 25 years? Too many. Yes. Coach, thank you. We'll see you next week. You bet. Thanks again, Farm Brothers. What's your Oaklawn? Maybe it's lounging under a cabana at our sparkling pool or unwinding with a massage at the luxurious Astral Spa. It could be dining in elegance, then hitting the casino for fun and high fives. And while you're here, you could explore thermal spas, dining and shopping on Bathhouse Row and Hot Springs National Park, just steps away from the resort. Discover your Oaklawn 